Orson just suggested during the break, the thing would be most apropos would be the shadow, which you did on radio. Yep. The shadow. Remember that? One of the series. Now, in those days, it was interesting. The shows were live on radio, most of them. Some of them were transcribed. That's... No, no, network shows had to be live but they by were... law. Right. The only transcribed right. shows were syndicated shows and local ones. And you would play like maybe five, six, or seven different shows like in New York City, playing different characters on each one, right? Yes, and I found out that you can hire an ambulance in New York without being sick. No, so, I didn't know that. So I used to go from CBS to NBC and back again in an ambulance so I could get through the traffic in order to get from one soap opera to another, you know? And I wouldn't know what I was going to play. They'd hold an elevator open for me. I'd come in. It'd be, they'd say, Studio 3. I'd go into Studio 3. They'd, they'd hand me a piece of paper. I'd say, what is it? And they'd say, 70-year-old Chinaman. And we're on the air. I didn't know how it turned out, what happened, anything. I was a 70-year-old child. We're talking about first readings. That's radio reading. And, of course, radio actors like myself, that first reading is the best one. We haven't got anything better after that. Just go do it. (laughs) What what would happen when you do a fluff? Now, there had to be times when the lines would... Oh, yes. I remember one morning, we used to do a show in my poorest days in radio when I had only one show to live on. Joe Cotton and I were both living on $18.50 a week, which was the fee for this. It was on what's called sustaining, and it was the school of the air. The school of the air. The school of the air. And one morning, it was about the Olympic Games in Greece, and the lady authoress, an unmarried woman of in her late 60s, was sitting in this tiny studio with an organ and the rest of little cast of six, and we picked up the script, pretty badly hungover, I may say, and went on the air live with dialogue that went like this. Ah, Pythias, you have the biggest lance in all Athens. Can you throw it over your shoulder? Ah, let me see your discus, you know. All perfectly clean, unbleepable stuff, but we were only about six minutes into it. They had to just play organ music. We were, we were all on the floor because the, the spinster lady didn't know why. We thought it was all so dirty. And when we finally came to a line where I had to say, barrels and barrels of pith. <laughs> organ music up organ and out. Music and I never worked for School of the Air again, nor did Joe Cotton starve for a month. <laughs> Off the School of the Air. We were written out. <laughs>